أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الخامس والإشرون أن أبي ذر رضي الله عنه أيضا أن ناسا من أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قالوا للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رسول الله ذهب أحد الدثور بالأجور يصلون كما نصلي ويصومون كما نصوم ويتصدقون بفضول أموالهم قال أوليس قد جعل الله لكم ما تصدقون إن بكل تسبيحة صدقه وكل تكبيرة صدقه وكل تحميدة صدقه وكل تهليلة صدقه وأمر بالمعروف صدقه ونحي عن منكر صدقه وفي بدء أهدكم صدقه <تصفيق> قالوا يا رسول الله أيأتي أحدنا شحوته ويكون له فيها أجر قال أرأيتم لو وضعها في حرام أكان عليه بزر فكذلك إذا وضعها في الحلال كان له أجر رواه مسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد Hadith number 25, narrated by Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu, the same sahabi who reported hadith number 24. He says, a group of people from amongst the companions of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِالْأُجُورِ The people of wealth have taken all their rewards. The people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given money are taking away all their rewards. يُصَلُّونَ كَمَا نُصَلِّي They pray the way we pray. Meaning when we come to the masjid for salah, they also come to the masjid and they pray with us. So they get the same reward which we get for salah. And when we fast, they also fast. And they get the same reward which we get for fasting. But then they're better than us because after we do all these things together, we pray together, we fast together, they have something extra which we do not have. They give sadaqah using their money. We do not have the money to give sadaqah. So, ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِالْأُجُورِ Therefore, the people of wealth have taken all their rewards. The companions of the Messenger وسلم, were not complaining about lack of money. Their view is not a worldly view. They're not trying to say to the Messenger, وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, it's not fair that some people have money, therefore we also need money. That's, that's not what they're looking for. They're not concerned about the money, they're more concerned about the rewards. They're not complaining about their situation of poverty. They're not concerned about that. They're much more concerned about the reward. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says to them, 
But hasn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for you also something which you can use to give sadaqah? What the Messenger sallallahu wants to explain is that sadaqah is not restricted to wealth. Sadaqah is not just money. In Sahih Muslim, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Kullu ma'roofin sadaqah. Anything good that you do for a person is considered sadaqah. Therefore, if these people give sadaqah with their money, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also created for you some other things which you can take advantage of in order for you to also give sadaqah. Inna bi kulli takbiratin Every tasbih is an act of sadaqah. What is tasbih? Sheikh Hassan, what is tasbih? No, specifically, when we say tasbih in Islam, what do we mean? To say subhanallah. Tasbih means to say subhanallah. It comes from sabbaha yusabbihu. Glorified be Allah. The saying of that word, just subhanallah, is an act of charity. What is the meaning of subhanallah? Glory be to Allah. It means Allah should be elevated over anything that people try to compare Allah with. For those who try to say Allah has a child, we say subhanallah. Glory be to Allah, meaning Allah is much higher than they think. That is the meaning of subhanallah, to strip Allah of every attribute which is not considered to be a proper attribute for Allah. So if anyone says anything lowly about Allah, something which does not befit Allah, what do you say? You say subhanallah. If someone says Allah sleeps, you say, subhanallah, glorified be Allah. Meaning such a thing does not apply to Allah. So to say subhanallah is an act of charity. An act of charity to yourself. I remember in the explanation of this hadith, I think we did a part of it. I said charity is divided into two. There is sadaqah, which is called Sadaqatun qasira, And the second type of sadaqah, which is called Sadaqatun Muta'addiyah. Sadaqatun qasira is a type of sadaqah which you give, and the beneficiary from that sadaqah is only yourself. While Sadaqatun Muta'addiyah is a kind of sadaqah which you give, and the beneficiary from that sadaqah is yourself and someone else. In every sadaqah, you are involved. You are the beneficiary. The only difference is, are you the only beneficiary or is there another beneficiary from your sadaqah? There is no sadaqah which you give to which the beneficiary is only the person that you give. Every sadaqah you give is for yourself. And I think that's exactly what we emphasized on yesterday in Tafsir. Whatever good thing you spend is for yourself. 
so bikulli tasbihatin sadaqa wa kulli takbiratin sadaqa what is takbir takbir means to say allahu akbar to elevate allah in status allah is the greatest there is nothing greater than allah to say allahu akbar is an act of charity charity to yourself sadaqatun qasira and then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam says wa kulli tahmidatin sadaqa is it tahmida after that wa kulli tahmidatin sadaqa what is tahmid tahmid is to say alhamdulillah when one says takbir it means they want you to say what allahu akbar if they say tasbih it means they want you to say the what subhanallah tahmid alhamdulillah takbir not 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 takabiru tayyib kulli tahmidah to say alhamdulillah sadaqa is an act of charity to yourself you give sadaqa to yourself wa kulli tahlilatin and every tahlil is sadaqa what is tahlil to say la ilaha illallah see how powerful these words are glorified be allah above anything they try to compare to him allah is the greatest all praise belongs to allah there is no one worthy of worship except allah aren't these words powerful they are powerful words and according to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam these are the most beloved words to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you say them it's an act of charity you're giving sadaqa to yourself obviously the rich people in most cases especially in our days are too busy with their wealth to find time to simply sit and say tasbih or say takbir or say tahmid they they're too busy they're always attending to clients they're always speaking to someone on the phone they always have appointments poor guy you don't have appointments you're not always speaking to clients on the phone usually people who are not so rich are not so busy and instead of taking advantage the time this man is busy doing his business and so on and transacting you know hey, clients we also busy looking at the phone going through the the files and going through whatsapp and going through facebook until the the rich people also finish what they're doing and then we pray salah together and we fast together and for them after that they go and give sadaqa and you zero fadhaba ahlu duthuri in that case the people of money have gone away with all the rewards take advantage take advantage
It's very difficult for rich people to come and sit in the masjid for even 30 minutes without distraction. If we called the richest person in Kitwe to come and sit here with us for 30 minutes, how many times do you think people will call him within the, the 30 minutes that he's going to be here? A hundred times. Before he sits down, his phone is already ringing. Someone wants to talk to him. He is a busy man. He does not have the time to sit here. And you're a poor guy. Inshallah, for him, after that, he will give some sadaqat. And you're a poor guy, you also go out and sit on the bench. He's not in the masjid, you're not in the masjid. He gives sadaqah, you can't give sadaqah. You need to take advantage. So don't look at people and, and say, he's not in the masjid, so why should I be in the masjid? You don't know what he does. You don't know what he gives. From here, he's probably going to build a masjid. Can you build a masjid? And when he builds a masjid, how many people will pray in the masjid? And for every person who prays in the masjid, he gets their rewards, their salawat. And you? After the bench, what, what, what rewards do you get when you go home? For everyone who comes and sits where you sat, you get a reward? We should feel pity for ourselves. Poor people are supposed to feel pity for themselves. So Rasulullah shows them a method. If you do these things, you will also get the rewards. And he says, To command what is right is sadaqah. To tell someone to do something which is right is sadaqah. Go and pray. It's time for salah. If I tell him that, I've given him sadaqah. And this sadaqah that I've given him is a double sadaqah. Why? Because this is sadaqah muta'addiya. I get a reward, he also gets a reward. When I order someone to go and pray, when he prays, I get the reward of his salah. While he also gets the same reward. I don't take his reward, but I get an equal reward for his salah. Sorry? You still, you've given him sadaqah. You've still given him sadaqah by giving him advice. For example, we sit in the masjid and uh, learning about Allah, uh, learning about the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa to the person who is speaking, it's an act of charity. It's giving sadaqah. Whether the people decide to take the sadaqah or not, the fact is, Allahumma shahad, the sadaqah has been given. True or false? If I give someone a loaf of bread, and he decides to go and throw away the loaf of bread instead of eating it, do I get my reward or not? I get my reward, whether he eats it or throws it away or gives it to someone else. Whatever he does with the bread, I've given the bread. 
So if I tell someone to go and pray, if he goes, he doesn't go ever, I've, alhamdulillah, Allahumma shahad, I've given my charity. If he throws it away, it's up to him. And to stop people from doing something bad is an act of charity. Charity, which is for yourself and also for the other person. Especially you find people fighting and you stop them. It's sadaqa, isn't it? Especially for the one who <laughs> was being beaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're fighting and you're the one in trouble and, <laughs> and someone stops the fight, you say, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, it's a, it's a great act of, of sadaqa. So I've given him sadaqa, even the one beating. I've also given him sadaqa. Because if he continued doing that, he was going to get a sin for, for that. So by preventing him from sinning, I've given him sadaqa. That sadaqa is not only to them, it's also to myself. So amrun bil ma'rufi sadaqa. وَنَهْيٌ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ صَدَقَةِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, any person who shows someone something good, he gets the reward of that good thing when the person does it, and he does not get the reward of that person, meaning he doesn't take away the reward from that person. If I teach someone Surah Al-Fatiha, each time he reads Surah Al-Fatiha in Salah, I have a reward. Every single day he's going to read Surah Al-Fatiha, I have a reward from Surah Al-Fatiha. That's why your children, teach them Surah Al-Fatiha yourselves. Don't take them to someone else. SubhanAllah, you, they, all his life he's going to be reading that Surah. You want that reward to be going to someone else? At least your child... Teach him Surah Al-Fatiha yourself so that his entire life, he's going to read Surah Al-Fatiha his whole life. If he's five years old today, for the rest of his life, if he's going to grow up to be 75 or 80 years, he will read Surah Al-Fatiha how many times a day? A, a minimum of 17 times a day. That, that should come to you. And if you have uh, 10 children and you taught all of them Surah Al-Fatiha and all of them read in Salah every day, how much reward do you get? But we run away from such rewards every time you... Uh, Sheikh, this boy, teach him, teach him Fatiha, is a very, very naughty boy. You're letting the Sheikh run away with the rewards. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum would never let that happen. They wanted the rewards for themselves. Sorry? Yeah, you get a reward, but when you teach him, it's, it's a different thing altogether. Because every time he reads, you get the reward of, of the Surah Al-Fatiha. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So he says... صلى الله عليه وسلم وفي بضع أحدكم صدقة 
Boba is the act of a man meeting his wife. And the Messenger وسلم, says, this is also considered an act of charity. Then the companions of the Messenger وسلم, were surprised because as far as they were concerned, meeting your wife is a satisfaction of your own desires. So they said, Is one of us going to approach his desires? And then he gets a reward for that, for satisfying my own desire. For example, I'm, I'm hungry. I eat in order to satisfy my desire for food. Am I supposed to get a reward for that? The Messenger وسلم, says, if he did that, if he satisfied his desires with something which is haram, would Allah record a sin for him? Would Allah punish him for that? They said, yes, he would. Then the Messenger وسلم, says, therefore, if he does it in a way which is halal, Allah should write a reward for him. What the Messenger وسلم, is trying to say is that even something which is mubah, something which is supposed to be for yourself, something which is for self-satisfaction, if you do it, for the sake of Allah, with the intention of pleasing Allah, Allah will give you a reward for enjoying yourself. Allah gives you a reward for eating. Why? When you eat halal, Allah should give you a reward because if you ate haram, Allah would punish you for eating haram. Therefore, when you eat halal, Allah should give you a reward for eating halal. And also depends on the niyyah. Actions are judged by their intentions. If a person goes to sleep, he goes early to sleep because he wants to wake up for tahajjud in the, in the night. For every minute he is sleeping, he gets a reward. Why? Because this sleep is not just ordinary sleep. This sleep is an act of ibadah. He is preparing for something good. If a person eats with the intention of getting stronger for ibadah, for everything, every morsel he puts in his mouth, Allah is supposed to write a reward for him. Why? Because this is not ordinary eating. This is eating for the sake of Allah. Eating to please Allah. So it's very easy then to make rewards. What do we need to do? Just apply a good intention to everything that we do every day and we'll get rewards the whole day. We'll get a reward for speaking because you speak for the sake of Allah. You get a reward for walking because you walk for the sake of Allah. You get a reward for every single thing you do because you do it with a good niyyah, a good intention which is for the sake of Allah. What the Messenger وسلم, is trying to say is do not worry about, about the money. Someone could have a lot of money and give the money as sadaqat, but you could surpass them in rewards if you use these little things carefully without spending a single coin. So you try to think, you gave sadaqat to people by teaching them Surah Al-Fatiha. How many people did you teach Fatiha? Thousands of people and all of them 
all around the world are praying salah five times a day, reading Fatiha at least 17 times a day. You think a rich man has enough money to, to catch you? He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have enough money. You meet every person, you smile. You're smiling at least a hundred times a day. You think he has enough money to, to, to beat that? He doesn't. Even rich men don't give every day. Do they give every day? Their swadaka is every day. The money would run out. It would finish. If they gave every day, each time he comes to the mosque 10,000, and tomorrow 10,000, the other day, no matter how rich, you get broke. But if you smile 100 times a day, will your smiles finish? Are they going to finish? If you teach one million people Suratul Fatiha, is your Suratul Fatiha going to finish? You say, no, it's finished. I've given too many people my Fatiha is finished. Is, is that possible? It's not possible. To say Subhanallah, you can say Subhanallah. Can you manage Subhanallah 100 times a day? Is it possible to say now my Subhanallah is have finished? It doesn't fit. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is showing you something productive, something that can't finish. Something that you can keep spending and spending and spending. But because the companions of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam were eager to perform good actions and to get rewards, it is reported in a different hadith that the, the rich people also started doing that. They also started tasbih, they also started tahmid, they also started doing everything. And the poor went back to the messages of Allah and said, Ya Rasulullah. They also discovered that they, they're doing everything we, we are doing. Then Rasulullah said, Then that is Allah's favor which he has given to the people that, 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 that he wishes. But I can assure you, in, in most circumstances, the rich of, of the companions, but our, our rich people will never match you. They can't, they're just, just too busy for, for that. So what do we benefit from, from the hadith? We benefit from the hadith that we can give a lot of sadaqah every day without money being involved. Say some good words to people. Smile at people. Qawlun ma'roofun wa maghfiratun. I think we can stop here for, for today. We take the next hadith, inshallah. I don't know whether you would like us to continue with hadith tomorrow or go back to, to tafsir, because tomorrow is, is another holiday. Do we take the next hadith or do tafsir tomorrow, inshallah? The next hadith, inshallah ta'ala. Um, I think we'll take a few questions. If, uh, we, we're looking for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These um, tasbih, tasbih and takbir and tahmid and tahlil are the Adhkar or remembrances of Allah which the Messenger mentioned in this hadith and the Messenger has said this is the best dhikr which Allah loves. I want to warn myself and warn you that if anyone else is going to bring you other adhkar which are not recommended by the Messenger do not waste your time.
Dhikr is what the Messenger وسلم, has recommended. Some people spend the whole night making dhikr, which the Messenger وسلم, did not recommend, and the Messenger وسلم, did not teach. Dhikr, the best dhikr is Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. This is the best dhikr. For any other dhikr, counter-check with your ulama. Counter-check with your scholars. If someone teaches you a phrase and says this is dhikr, which must be said 1,000 times, or 2,000 times, or 3,000 times, please refer to your scholars. Ask them, is this dhikr correct? Was it taught by the Messenger wasallam? And did Rasulullah say we should recite this 1,000 times? Otherwise, you will be wasting your time. You could sit in the masjid all day making dhikr, which is not correct. Dhikr, which instead of giving you rewards, gives you uh, sins. Nas'alullah al-afiyah. No, 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 it doesn't have adat like this. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. You, you, you listen to the hadith very carefully. Have you heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mention a specific number here? He just said, for every takbir, for every tahmid, for every tahleel. He didn't say 1,000 takbir or 1,500 takbir, meaning do it according to your ability. If you manage 1,000 times, alhamdulillah. If you can manage 500 times, alhamdulillah. You can keep track of your counting and there is nothing wrong with that. Using whatever you want, you could use your fingers to, to count in order to keep track, just to know, alhamdulillah, today I've made dhikr, like subhanallah 1,000 times, alhamdulillah 1,000 times, and, and so on. And don't forget also the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recommended istighfar. Istighfar, astaghfirullah, 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 at least 100 times. At least 100 times, especially after every salah. Imam Tantawi um, said, I looked at the ayat in the Quran in order to ask myself, does Allah love me or doesn't Allah love me? He said, I saw in the Quran, inna allaha yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah loves the people who do good things. I looked at myself, am I a muhsin? I doubt myself. Inna allaha yuhibbul sabirin. Allah loves those who have patience. I asked myself, am I patient? I doubted. And so many things Allah said, he loves uh, al-sabirin, he loves al-shakirin, he loves al-muhsinin. I doubted myself, but I came across one ayah which gave me hope. Even if I missed out on, inna Allah yuhibbul muhsinin, inna Allah yuhibbul sabirin, I found one ayah which gave me hope, inna Allah yuhibbul tawabina. Inna Allah yuhibbul tawabina. Allah loves those who make tawbah, and I pushed myself there. At-tawabina, astaghfirullah, 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 and you'll be loved by Allah, insha'Allah ta'ala, even if you've not reached the daraja of ihsan. You can choose, you, you can choose, you can say subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah only, 
oh alhamdulillah 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 oh allahu akbar allahu akbar oh you can say all of them and keep repeating them subhanallah alhamdulillah la ilaha illallah allahu akbar wala hawla wala quwwata illa billahi al-aliyyil azim and keep repeating that phrase it is correct inshallah ta'ala subhanallah bihamdi subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik subhana rabbika rabbil izati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin